0: Episode 8, Are You an Emotional Eater? Welcome to the School of Weight Loss podcast, where we relearn how to lose weight so you can reach your goal weight with less wasted effort, money, and time. There was a negative 16 degrees, and I always love visiting. We went up for a shower for my sister-in-law, and she and my brother are pregnant with their first baby. And I love to go into other people's homes now, because in a non-creepy way, I love to watch how they eat, what's in their cabinets, what's in their fridge, and especially if they're naturally thin people, it's so fun to look at how they view food and pick up on how their habits impact their weight. I'll share a little bit more about that with you in just a minute, but it really got emotional eating in my brain this week. And I wanted to talk to you about emotional eating because this is why we quit most diets, mamas. We all want the emotion of motivation in order to stay on our diet. But the problem is we use food for a lot of emotions, and most of them aren't motivation. (laughs) So let's start by looking at what is emotional eating, because I find some of my mamas come to me and they know they're emotional eaters and others are like, "Mm, I don't know if I do that. Here's what I want you to know about emotional eating. There's a very good chance you are an emotional eater. Spoil alert, about 75% of eating studies show is emotional in origin. So most Americans are eating emotionally on a very regular basis. Emotional eating is defined as eating in response to a positive or negative emotion. It's basically eating to escape, change, or amplify an emotion. And it has nothing to do with physical hunger. So the mamas that come to me knowing they're emotional eaters, they'll tell me things like they may literally sit in the closet eating cookies when they feel shame and guilt Or you probably remember eating some cookie dough, a bag of chips, or a bowl of ice cream after bad news, or a breakup when you were younger. We recognize those strong emotional triggers that send us to food to feel better. But I bet you don't recognize the true extent of your emotional eating because it's so cultural, familial, and personal, mamas. It is built into American culture. That's the kind of emotional eating that happens when you eat for reasons other than physical hunger, because food actually has a purpose, mamas. It's to provide your body with fuel, the fuel it needs to function, to run the processes that keep you alive. Think about that for a second. Can you name a single day in the last week in which you ate only to fuel your body all day long? That means you ate when you were hungry and stopped when you were full all day long. My mamas can, but I bet the rest of you haven't experienced that in some time. If you ate to celebrate an event and you weren't that hungry to begin with, you ate to amplify happiness. If you ate ice cream with a kiddo who fell down and bruised their knee, you ate to avoid pain. If you grabbed a pizza after a long day at work and you weren't really that hungry, you ate to minimize stress. And if you ate chips at the end of the day because there was nothing else to do, you ate to escape boredom. I can go on and on, mamas, because emotional eating is as big as a problem in America as the diet choices we make. We inserted hangry with Snickers bad days with pizza, and ouchies with ice cream. It's all about food and emotions. Advertising does it, and we buy it. And we sell it to our kiddos. Ouch. I know, that's pretty harsh to hear. But there is good news, mamas, about emotional eating. Once you recognize you're doing it, you can change it. And it absolutely will change your weight loss journey because emotional eating is one of, if not the biggest reasons you've quit dieting in the past. You're doing well and you get frustrated because the scale didn't move. So you eat the emotion. It's 3 p.m. and you're negotiating Those points you have set aside for dinner and convincing yourself that Twinkies would satisfy that stress because you're trying to escape an emotion. You go on vacation and all of the joy comes from the special foods you get to eat and you just never make it back to that diet you were on before. That's why we quit diets, mamas. Usually it has less to do with the food than it does with the emotional eating. I want you to think about this. What's the biggest emotion you want to create in dieting? You'll say to me, if I could just be more motivated. So many mamas tell me on consults, I just lose the motivation. And here's the truth, mamas. It's just an emotion and one that competes with all of those other emotions. Motivation is an emotion that tells you to keep going. While sorrow, anxiety, stress, boredom, and restlessness tell you to just have one bite and start again tomorrow. And they are all just emotions. Which brings me to the next point. If we're all in America and we all have emotions, doesn't everyone do this? Why aren't we all overweight? I would venture to say there are very few Americans who never emotionally eat. But the amount that we do it is the game changer. I want you to think of a truly naturally thin person in your life. And by naturally thin, what I mean is someone who eats when they're hungry and stops when they're full and lives at their naturally thin weight. Not somebody who over exercises like crazy and then goes and eats donuts and not somebody who's always on the next fad diet to maintain their weight. This is someone who lives at a naturally thin weight. If you go to an event with a person like this, here's what you'll notice. They may eat a little, but they walk away when they're full or distracted. They don't eat to produce or fix emotions. They eat from hunger and to fuel their bodies. They may go to events where people are producing joy through food and they'll have some of it but they're not standing over in the corner negotiating with themselves the whole rest of the party, whether they should have a second piece of cake. They're engaged in the conversation because the emotion that they produce comes from the interactions, not the food. I got the perfect example of this this past weekend when I spent the weekend with my brother and his wife, and I would say that they are naturally thin. By that, I mean they eat when they're hungry and they pretty much stop when they're full. My brother loves to cook, and he really does like food. He cooks amazing meals. And my sister-in-law's pregnant with their first baby. He exercises a lot, probably to make up for his portion sizes. And she's gained nothing more than a baby bump with her pregnancy. And here's the biggest difference I noticed, mamas. They don't eat emotionally. They don't even have foods in their house that you would emotionally eat because they don't use food that way. We went to a big family gathering and I watched them interacting with others. They were talking and the last ones to the food. I don't think my pregnant sister-in-law even had dessert because the company was the interesting part to them. They weren't relying on the foods to amplify the emotions. We ate two to three meals a day. And the only unhealthy option in the house came when my mother came in with cookie dough. (laughs) For the mamas out there, you just might be impacting the rest of your family. I love my mama, but my cookie dough obsession, I come by naturally. So if you have a naturally thin family member, next time you're around them, watch how they eat. It's a great example of stopping emotional eating. Many of them will eat the same foods day after day. I had a client who had one naturally thin brother in her family. And she asked him, what do you eat every day? How come you're skinny and we're not? And his answer was so simple. I don't know. I mean, I probably just pretty much eat the same thing every day. Cereal for breakfast, a sandwich for lunch, something for dinner. They don't use foods to fix emotions. And that matters, mamas, because losing weight becomes easy. When you separate the food from the emotional eating in coaching, we call emotional, mindless and habitual overeating. One simple word, the drama and the drama, not the food is what ruins diets. Mamas weight loss is simple. When you separate the food from the drama, because in the end food, doesn't fix those emotions. It gives you a quick pick-me-up, which leads to so much more negative emotion in your life. That two-minute break from the sorrow, the boredom, the restlessness, the anxiety produces years of shame, guilt, worthlessness, and all of the negative emotions that occupy our lives because of our weight battles. Eating emotions does not create less of that emotion in your life. It just gives you a two second pause from the emotion itself. If you are an emotional eater and that's almost all of you, how do you start to change that? You have to recognize it first because culturally, familially, and personally, you may not even recognize it when it's happening. Most of us don't. You'll know the big events, but the little events that happen every day are the reasons why you quit on your diet plans. You separate the food from the drama. And your assignment this week is to start doing just that. Here's how. You plan drama-free eating. And you plan it in advance. Because when you're planning your foods in advance, you won't incorporate the high drama cookies at the end of the day, or the snack to get out of the stress at 10 in the morning. In Weight Loss for Modern American Moms, we create a meal plan each morning for the day. We plan foods that fuel us and we set them in advance. When you do that, you've committed to foods that fuel your body. It literally takes two minutes, mamas, and will give you a path to stop emotional eating because you will begin to recognize when you wanna eat off that plan, to negotiate with that plan, to change that plan. And that mama is one simple word, the drama. So this week, create your plan each morning. It will take two minutes. And then make a note of the times when you want to change it, when you want to negotiate with it, or you just want to eat off the plan. It can be as simple as at 9 a.m. I was tired and wanted white chocolate mocha for the third time today. At 8 p.m., I was restless and wanted cookie dough. That's all the emotional eating, mamas. And when you can recognize it as just that, you can start to change emotional eating for life. Because to minimize emotional eating means to reach your goal weight and become the healthier version of you. It's as simple as that. If you love today's show, make sure to share it with a mom who needs to hear it too. Leave me a review and click subscribe to get all of the latest lessons from the School of Weight Loss podcast. Ready to reach that goal weight? Head on over to DrMommy.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-M-O-M-E.com to learn more about Weight Loss for Modern American Moms, my virtual weight loss coaching program.